0: Welcome back to another edition of the Cameron Brooks Podcast. So for this podcast, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, I invited a former Marine Corps infantry officer by the name of Austin Welty to be a part of the program. Actually, this was his suggestion. You know, he he had been in the Cameron Brooks program for a couple of years and been listening to the Cameron Brooks Podcast. And he says, you know, how come you don't ever have anyone on the podcast who recently just came to a career conference so they can share their experiences of the conference while it's fresh on their mind. And, you know, that wasn't really the intention of the podcast initially. So I said, well, I, we didn't really think about it, but, uh, you know, you want to do it. (laughs) And, uh, and he graciously volunteered. So we had, we just had an excellent conversation about his kind of thought process, really his time in the program, which just a moment talked about that and then his thought process and his preparation leading up to the conference and what it looked like even a couple of days before the conference and then talked a little bit about the conference. He made this excellent point about the value he felt in feeling very prepared for every interview that he went into and we talked a little bit about the follow-up process and talked about the company that he's at now at Pactive. So he gives some excellent perspective from someone who was literally there just a few months ago so i really hope you enjoy your time or excuse me enjoy the conversation with austin if you want to know more about cameron brooks who we are what we do you can find um, tons of information on our website cameron-brooks.com um, you can s- subscribe to our blog obviously you're listening to the podcast and so there's a lot of previous episodes you can listen to you can also pick a pick up a copy of pcs to corporate america written by Roger Cameron, co-authored by Chuck Alvarez, the President and CEO of Cameron Brooks, and Joel Junker, Senior Vice President. The book is chocked full of information that you can use to help make a transition from the military to corporate America. And by the way, every dollar that we make on the on on the uh, on the sale of PCS to corporate America, we donate to the Nimitz Foundation, which is a 501c3. That's a nonprofit organization in Fredericksburg, Texas. So when we sell the book, that money is going to a good cause, uh, an organization that helps further military causes. So anyway, if you wanna find out more about us, go check us out our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. Without further ado, here's Austin. Hey, Austin, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Pete. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah. So so this is the first time we've done a podcast like this where we're inviting someone on the podcast who came to the conference earlier this year. And this was actually your idea, and I really appreciate it. But but you asked me, like, hey, how come you guys don't have any podcasts with someone who just came to the conference? And And it was a question I'd never considered because I was always thinking, okay, let's have... Let's have people that have been in the business world for a while so they can speak to their experience. And you know, we have other ways to demystify the conference, but I think this is a great medium to do it. And so I'm just really grateful for your time and uh and for you to share your experiences with us here.
1: Absolutely. I'm
0: excited to be here. So let's start with um just tell us a little bit about your military background, kind of where you came from before you made the transition. Sure. So I was uh, a Marine Corps infantry officer for
1: seven years. Uh, I spent three years in an infantry battalion. Two of those I was with, uh, I was as a platoon commander, a rifle platoon commander, uh, and then I did a year with an advise and assist team uh, deployed to Iraq uh, with Task Force TQ. And then uh, I was in a staff role the last couple of years in the, in the Marine Corps as well. Uh, I spent a year as a as a general's aide. Um, so overall pretty great career, had a lot of fun.
0: So, um, when you decided to make the transition before, maybe before we had chatted, before you kind of reached out to Cameron Brooks, what were you thinking about doing? What was some of the, you know, what was some of the advice you were getting? What was your plan before linking up with Cameron Brooks?
1: Uh, to be honest, Pete, I I didn't have a plan, um, (laughs) I was kind of considering my options. I was on my, my second tour, uh, the B-billet, as we call it, in the Marine Corps, and I was just kind of trying to figure out what my options were, whether that stay in and make a career or, or get out. And I have a good friend who used mm-hmm. the Brooks program uh, and, and was successful in finding a career. Uh, when he got out and he recommended them, so I came and talked to, to Joel the first time, and I was immediately hooked and knew that if I decided to, to transition out that Cameron Brooks was the way to go. Um, the the program does so much to prepare you uh for interviews as well as the entire transition process making it smooth. Um I I just knew Cameron Brooks was the way to go. So I didn't have a plan until I met Cameron Brooks and then that was my plan.
0: You know that and, and I appreciate you saying that 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 really and I and I as I was asking the question, I remembered Trey. I know you guys grew up together and were good friends and Marine Corps officers well. And I just remembered that um, that that was how at least that's how you heard about Cameron Brooks. But the interesting thing, I think our program is so unique and so specific that it almost takes an endorsement from a good friend to say, hey, you should really give this company uh, a a chance to to kind of prove to you what they can do and all of those things. And so because that's how I came to the Cameron Brooks program as well. My great friend Greg Robinson uh, had partnered with Cameron Brooks and and he said, what are you doing with your life? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, you should call Cameron Brooks. And so that's kind of how it played out for me as well. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your interaction leading up to, I know this is going to be more about the conference, but, you know, do you remember being, you know, really active in the, I felt like you did a great job, but what are your memories of, of being in the program prior to the conference, you know, reading all the books, doing all that stuff. Maybe what would you have done differently for someone who's, who's, uh, close to making the transition?
1: Yeah. So I was actually in the program for, I think almost two years. Um, I made the decision to transition out, but I had to, uh, you know, kind of get my personal life squared away before I got out, you know, like get married and that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, during my time in the program, I think I, I spent a lot more time than most people do. But, uh, you know, every every quarter I met with you guys when you came to, to Norfolk, Virginia, um, I went to your interview uh, workshops. I read the books. I did the tabs. Uh, I mean, I, I basically, you know, followed the step-by-step instruction that, that you guys gave. Um, you know, and then I think I did the tab one a few years you know, when I first joined the program and then about three months before the conference, I redid the tab one to do the self-analysis because things, things had changed. I had changed over mm-hmm. a couple of years. And so it was important to, you know, I guess, reanalyze myself and, and get to know myself better so that I was best able to communicate that during the, during the interviews. Um, so, you know, I think I, I worked the process as, as well as I could and, everything, every tool that Cameron Brooks made available to me, uh, which I think is part of what made me successful.
0: I think sometimes people think like, oh, you know, And sometimes I'll talk to someone who's like nine months from getting out of the military and they say, oh, man, I have forever. What, how, when would, when do you think you were in the, so you were, you were officially in the program for 26 months, according to my little, my little wow. data thing here. Um, <laughs> is that, is that too much time, do you think? That's a leading question I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say no um, and
1: you know my and, and I'll be honest you know the first first year in the program I I read the books I worked the program but uh, it was not my priority. You know I knew what I wanted to do but I had to do my own job so it was kind of in the background um, you know read a book every month or two something like mm-hmm. that but in the, you know, in the year, especially approaching the conference, that's – and then, you know, six months out, three months out, that's when I really kicked it into overdrive. So it's always good to have it, you know, in the back of your mind and and, and considering and studying and making yourself better. Um, you know, in the three months before the conference, I got my uh, project management professional uh, certification, my PMP. Um, you know, that that was a good – um, you know, motivator to realize, like, this is, you know, this is getting real very quickly. And three months is not that much time. Six months is not that much time. The more time you
0: can devote, the better. Tell me tell me about the PMP. Why did you do that?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, kind of when you boil down what I did in most of my time in the Marine Corps, especially as a platoon commander, uh, as a general's aide, everything I did was a project in one form or another. Um, and I knew some guys that had gotten their PMP certification and said it was very beneficial. Uh, it made them much more marketable. And um, I decided that, you know, I was going to do everything I could to build my resume um, both from a military sense but also from a professional sense, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in a business, civilian world, something that would translate directly to them. Um, so I decided to pursue it. Uh, I used most of the money out of pocket to do it. Um, But it was also money very well spent. Um, you know, it, it made me very marketable at the conference. I actually, one of the companies that I interviewed with, and we'll talk about this more later, I think, but uh, one of the companies I interviewed with didn't like me for the role that I interviewed for, but they liked me so much, and I had that PMP certification that they recommended me for another role in the company, and that's why I got a follow-up interview with them. Um,
0: which is so anything, which is interesting because it's not unique i mean i'm sorry that's a little unique right it's not like oh you got a pmp you should think about this thing over there but you know i think that the certification gets you gets you more well-rounded which ultimately gives you some experience to talk in other directions perhaps absolutely yeah mm-hmm. because i end up and, talking and it, a lot about i talk to people like hey you know because they think i'm going to get my pmp because i want to i want. I even I had this conversation earlier today. I want to get my PMP because I want a resume enhancer. And I tell people all the time, I, I I don't believe it's a resume enhancer. I think we think about, you know, we in the military tend to think about certifications just like we think about our, you know, our um, our BIR. Our, our, our you know in, in the army it's an ORB or a BIR or a SERP or whatever. Where the more schools and classes and things you have on your on your record, the more you know, the better you look at a promotion board, but it's not quite that way, right? Nobody's, oh, you got a PMP, okay, now you're marketable for this. It's more qualitative in the way that you can express your experiences relative to what you're learning through, in this case, the Project Management Institute. Sounds like it was a little bit of both for you though, because you had it on your resume and they're like, oh, you, know, you know project management. Exactly, and then that led into a new
1: conversation that opened open doors. You know, being able to talk mm-hmm. about it and relate my experiences in the military in project management terms and business terms that I learned through the course, yeah, it was it was invaluable.
0: Yeah, yeah. So kind of zoom all the way up to, you know, the week or two or three. Let's do 2 to 3 weeks before the conference. You don't know who you're interviewing. I mean, you're literally weeks away from coming to the conference and a few more weeks away from being unemployed out of the out of the Marine Corps. You don't know who you're interviewing with yet cuz we're still working on that RRN. and things are getting tight, you know, Megan's probably looking at you like, okay, what are we going (laughs) to do? How are you dealing with that? How did you, how did you deal with the uncertainty when I'm sure people were calling you like, Hey, what are you going to do? Can you send me your resume? All that stuff. How'd you deal with that? So I dealt with
1: that by being as prepared as I possibly could. Um, And, and to go into a little bit more detail, you know, there, Uh, The Cameron Brooks program, you do the, I think Zoom is the website where you do video teleconferences Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and, you know, practice interviewing questions both with Joel and Pete and uh, your Pete, uh, Joel and you and Rob. Um, And then I made connections with other Cameron Brooks uh, candidates that were going to my conference. And so we did our own individual, you know, Zoom calls independent of the you know, Zoom, Skype, whatever it was, independent of of the actual Cameron Brooks folks, constantly asking ourselves different interview questions to practice, um, you know, being able to think on our feet. And we would ask ourselves the most ridiculous questions that we could find just to try and throw each other off our groove to, you know, be able to respond and think on your feet when you're in an interview um, and be able to communicate intelligently uh, as as you're actually interviewing. So I did a lot of that. Um, you know, I, I did a little bit of reading in the couple of weeks preceding the conference. Um, another thing that I did that I think is important is I got all of my military issues out of the way. Um, so I was preparing, uh, you know, setting expectations with my boss in the in the Marine Corps, letting him know that you know the next month or so I was basically unavailable because I was going to be traveling at the last minute to interview. Um, I got all of my medical appointments done so that. Uh for the couple of weeks after the conference my schedule was totally open. So I would have nothing to worry about other than going and interviewing during the follow up process.
0: And let and let me I've got two questions for you. Let me just kind of clarify. So when you said, you know, you were essentially unavailable for a month and maybe I'm getting uh-huh. ahead of myself because really this is the follow up interview process, but just to just to piece together kind of the the these two things. tell tell us what you mean. So you were out for a full week at the conference, but then, you know, you were, how many times were you on a plane? What did that look like in the follow-up interview process?
1: Yeah. So I think, uh, the quickest turnaround I had was maybe 36 hours from when the follow-up team reached out to me and said, Hey, can you be on a plane day after tomorrow? And I said, yes, I can. Um, (laughs) and I was able to do, I was able to do that by, Letting my boss know that I was going to be traveling a lot um, very quickly with, you know, very little for
0: notice. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify, you, you know, obviously you're not you weren't out for three weeks. You just had to be ready to go. You know, in right. the most time, it's not a 36 hour turnaround, but in one case, it was a 36 hour turnaround to do a follow up right. interview. Yeah,
1: and then I would I would be gone for a day. Maybe two at the at the mat, at the most, and then I was back at work. So I wasn't, yeah, you know, like you say, I wasn't physically gone for three weeks, but yep. I just needed to be prepared to to leave at a short
0: notice. Yep. Okay. Let's back up because I actually want to do talk want to talk a little bit more about the follow up interview process. But okay, so now we're a couple of weeks before the conference. You're you're working in your study group over some VTC platform. And and I want and I may be putting you on the spot, but do you remember any of the wacky questions you guys asked each other uh, each other to throw one another off and not you know so scripted and canned and rehearsed? Um,
1: <laughs> I think one of my favorite ones was if you were an
0: animal, what kind of animal would you be? Um, <laughs> now hold on. So how many times did you get asked that at the career conference?
1: Uh, not a single time.
0: Uh, (laughs) okay okay It's good
1: (laughs) but but again like being able to think on your feet and have a straight face and you know that's that's what was really important wasn't necessarily the questions themselves but being able to think and respond intelligently and communicate well
0: so good did you guys go anywhere else of course <clears throat> excuse me, in the, in the tab, tab five, the development preparation program, there are 28 interview questions, sample interview questions. Did you guys go out and anywhere else and get more? Did you just go to Google or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So I went to, you know, Google was, you know, the obvious easy resource. Um, yeah. But I also reached out uh, my college roommate and best man at my wedding. Uh, he's done very well for himself in the civilian world. And he's at a point now where he's interviewing a lot of people. And so, um, you know, I practice with him as well, but I also got a lot of questions that he likes to ask when he interviews people. Uh, gotcha. and then I would then in turn, you know, use that with, with some of my, uh, my fellow candidates.
0: I really think that's such a great resource. I mean, we, I know, I, I know I've told you this Austin, but you know, we, we used to, and we still do, we still advocate study groups, but I used to just say, all right, you know, Find a couple of people that you're co located with and whatever base you're at and make sure that you're getting together at somebody's house or at a Starbucks or whatever. But what I found is exactly your experience, you know, there's no reason to drive all over town and try to meet people when you can just say, All right, it's eight thirty at night, the dust is settled for the day, log on to the computer for 30, 45 minutes and we're gonna run through some things. You know, there's such an advantage to doing it because you don't you know, you're not you're not encumbered by things throughout the day there's less excuses for being able to not make it for whatever reason and so it sounds like you guys had a good game plan. Absolutely. And Cameron Brooks did a great job.
1: You know, I didn't have anybody locally to to do the physical study groups with or otherwise, but Cameron Brooks did a great job of of putting me in touch with other people who were in similar situations so we could practice yep. together.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. So, so now you're you've you've okay, this is good. <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on walking through it in this much detail, but I really like the way we're going. Okay, so now it's Wednesday before the conference. It's about five in the afternoon or six at six at evening, and you log in, and all of a sudden you see the you know thirteen interviews that you're going to have, you know, starting on Monday. So you learn the companies, you know, a couple of days before you come to the conference. What were you thinking? What was Megan thinking?
1: So. Um i mean it was it was overwhelming um to 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 an extent thirteen companies, most of which I had never heard of um and these companies provide literature to you um to kind of familiarize yourself with them um so you know some of the times that's as little as a you know one side piece of paper or flyer that you log into Cameron Brooks and you can see sometimes it's multiple pam- pamphlets. Uh, or brochures. Sometimes it's, you know, their entire uh, 2018 report to their shareholders. So um, it just depends on the company and what they provided. But I took uh, Wednesday afternoon and and read as much as I could. Megan was reading as much as as she could to, you know, kind of inform herself. And I also took Thursday off um, before the conference because I knew that at the conference, uh time was precious and you just don't have a lot of it to spare so i went ahead and took thursday off so i could learn as much as i could um before actually stepping foot in the conference so That's
0: it was a really good idea it,
1: it, yeah it, it, and that was very beneficial i think um but it was it's a lot it's a lot to take in but it was also very exciting i was also really excited to see you know these are one of these companies is who i'm going to go start my new career with so it was also very exciting
0: now, you know, of course we we ask you not to rank order companies that early in the process because <clears throat> frankly there's just not enough information yet, but did, you know, honestly did you find yourself doing that or how did you prevent yourself from doing that? Well, so that's
1: uh that was something I was guilty of um <laughs> putting them in that rank order and I think it's a natural it's of a course. natural you know you're looking at 13, 14 however many companies, and one of them, two of them are going to stick out, and one or two of them aren't. Um, yeah. And at that point, you don't know what the position is you're interviewing for. You're just learning about the companies. And so um, it's hard not to – but but it's really important that you fight that urge because that's one of the mistakes I made at a conference that we can talk about a little bit later. But um, it's, it's very important to resist that urge.
0: Okay, so um – Megan decided to come to the career conference with you. Why did you guys make that decision? Um,
1: you know, we talked about Trey earlier, and his sister came to the conference with him and uh, gave him a lot of help. And so, you know, hearing from from a friend that went through the experience and said that having her there was helpful, we decided to make the decision as well. Um, and I'm I'm so glad I did because – She, I mean, she was really one of the main reasons why I was very successful. Um, And I recommend that anybody who goes to the conference, uh, if they're married, they bring their spouse. If they're not married, they bring someone else, whether that be a parent or a sibling or, you know, a good friend, somebody with them that can help them through the whole process because, um, you know, there's so much information being thrown at you in such a short period of time, you you can't catch it all. Um and so, you know, especially if it's your spouse and they're going to be impacted by your decision, um, it's it's important that they come with you because throughout the whole process of the conference, you know, you go through so much um so many presentations about each company that you're going to be interviewing with and also general interviewing strategies. And it's good to have somebody there who's hearing everything you're hearing but maybe seeing it through a different lens. And so they can provide you with some, you know, a different perspective on on what you're looking at. Um, not to mention, um, you know, they're they're a good sounding board. My Megan was there, and you know, when we were practicing in the room at night, uh, she would tell me, you know, oh that question's good, no that doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, just give me general feedback. Um, she she was also very helpful because, uh, you know, she. I'm sitting there studying and it's time to eat and she would go out and get food, Uh, (laughs) you know, just little logistical things like that. Um, So it's really important to, uh, you know, bring somebody with you. And then honestly, when we were interviewing, uh, she was super great for that as well. She met me outside of every interview when I came out, she took notes about the interview that, uh, you know, that I had just experienced. She walked me to my next interview Uh, giving me notes, okay, you're interviewing with this person, this company, this role, you know, kind of helping me mentally switch gears as I was walking from one interview to the next, sometimes with, you know, less than a minute between interviews. So uh, very helpful to have somebody there just as a, uh, you know, sounding board as support both morally uh, and, you know, logistically um, another thing that she did, she sat around uh, the water cooler station that, that you mm-hmm. kind of have set up at the conference, and she spent a lot of time, as I was interviewing, talking with, with you and Rob and Joel, um, kind of getting their feedback um, on, you know, what the conference is like, what's what's coming next, what she should expect, and then, you know, she communicated some of my concerns with some of the interviews I had coming up, something I was nervous about, and Um, you know, she got feedback from uh, specifically, I think Rob at one point gave her really good feedback that she then brought to me as I was walking from the next interview. And I was able to use that because I just didn't physically have time to go through everything with you guys. So really important to bring somebody with you.
0: You know, one of the, one of the things, there was a Marine Corps officer that came to the last conference and she bought, brought her best friend who was another Marine Corps officer. Person wasn't quite in our program yet, but she attended the first two days with this person, with the with the candidate who was in our program, and then we met with her a week or two later and invited her to be a part of the program. But one of one of my coworkers recently had had some advice is like, why not bring someone? You know, let's say that that you you know you you knew Trey, and let's say you were in our program. It doesn't quite it doesn't work out this way, but. Anyway, you know, you bring your your support team members just someone else who's in our program coming in coming to a conference a little bit later, you know, the next conference the conference after or whatever it might be and I thought, you know, that's a really great idea. You know, if it can't be a spouse or if it can't be your spouse or, you know, your significant other, bring bring a friend who's in the program. What better way I mean, it, it gives you know, it's an advantage to you who the person who's coming to the conference, but but what a great way to give insight to someone who may have some nervousness about is this thing going to actually be what they say it's going to be to be able to see it firsthand while your buddy's going through it. So I just thought that was a really good idea. Something that frankly we hadn't really considered much before. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, that
1: that would be, I mean, anything to get a leg up and kind of know what you're, you're walking into.
0: Yeah. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Let's talk about the conference a little bit. What, what was your overall impression? I mean, you had some insight, right, because your, your good friend went through it, so he, he was feeding you all the information, but it had been probably a year or so before you had been to a conference. So what was your overall impression of the conference? Uh, it was incredibly
1: educational. It was very rewarding, but it was also incredibly exhausting. Um hmm. You are, you are running nonstop, but it, you know, I learned so much more about the business world in general that I thought I would beforehand. Um, I was exposed to so many different people, so many different industries um, that you really can't get anywhere else. Um, And, you know, kind of talking about nervousness, I was, I will admit that I was nervous going into the conference a little bit about kind of putting all of my eggs in the Cameron Brooks basket, um, you know, and not diversifying kind of my career search a little bit. But I honestly think that would have been a waste of time because everything that I got from the conference was so much more than I expected and so much better than I think I could have gotten anywhere else because, I mean, it was just, it was an incredible experience.
0: Uh, So good. I really appreciate you saying that because, I mean, think about it. You had – and you obviously is what you're saying. You had four, you know, 13 or 14 interviews. I can't remember. And so you sat through 13 or 14 different company briefs. So industry, company, career field, connections, all of those things. You know, we talk about that, but it's good to hear you say that. Like how much you've learned about business just in. Quite frankly, you know, the 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 you know the the company briefs were the first two days, and then the interviews were two days. So in four days. How much you picked up that you didn't know previous?
1: Absolutely, and you know to to expand on the company briefs a little bit, um, you know those were those were incredibly beneficial from the standpoint that you know looking back I realized that Cameron Brooks really kind of spoon fed everything that we needed to be successful at the conference and in each interview. I mean, you gave us information about. The interviewers, kind of what their interview style is, some of their questions that they've asked before, um, you know, information about the company, the job, the industry. I mean, there's so much information that we get, um, you know, handed before ever stepping foot in an interview room that uh, it's, it's just so much more than you
0: can get from doing the research on your own. Yeah, that's good, man. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. I was having a conversation, another conversation earlier today, trying to describe the, you know, wh- why partner with Cameron Brooks. And I don't, I hadn't even thought of that. I mean, it's a great point. I mean, imagine what, you know, getting somebody to coach you through like, hey, here's everything you need to know about this person and this company. Not everything, obviously, but a lot. This person, this company, this position, here's what they're looking for. Here's, here's how you connect to it. Uh, I really appreciate you saying that Austin I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying that (laughs) because that's pretty darn good (laughs) Um, because you know a lot of the
1: yeah well and a lot of the guys that did the interview a lot of the interviewers were you know Cameron Brooks alumni or at at least had been to the conference multiple times before so they knew what to expect and we knew what to expect from them so yeah you know you don't really get that anywhere else
0: yeah boy, that's that's super helpful Okay, so um, I want to I get on to the follow-up interview process, but before we get there, I want to ask you one more thing. What about some of the feedback, you know, throughout the process? You know, it's funny, with, with us, even before you come to the conference, we're giving you feedback about interviewing and your style and all of these things, but tell, tell me about your experience with getting feedback at the conference. Sure. So, um, you know, the
1: interviewing is broken up into, into two days. And so day one, you don't really get a whole lot of feedback um, real time. But uh, day two, I was able to meet with Joel, uh, I think, two and a half hours before my first, excuse me, before my first interview. And Joel gave me, um, you know, exactly what the feedback was from the mouths of the interviewers who, you know, interviewed me the previous day and understand, you know, what the mistakes were that I had made exactly what I had done um, done well and some things I could improve on and so I was able to take that feedback from uh, companies that had said yes and companies that had said no and kind of adapt in the moment and take that feedback and make myself better so I was able to improve on day two uh, in a way that was you know really turned turned the conference around for me so Having that feedback from Cameron Brooks and from the interviewers was was really very beneficial.
0: Sounds good. Okay, so now we're off. You're getting ready to start the follow-up interview process. How did you, you know, you interviewed with a bunch of companies. How did you make a decision to follow up with some, and you know, how did you reach some of your conclusions? Uh, so,
1: really, it was you know. So I think I had six yeses uh, from the conference and so okay. most of the work was done by the Cameron Brooks team uh, working directly with the companies that I was going to go follow up with um, so Cameron Brooks you know liaisoned with with these companies and their travel departments and you know I'd get a call from Mary Lou or from Lauren or Megan or someone else on the team saying hey today's Thursday can you fly out first thing Monday morning to do an interview and and basically go from there, and they arranged all of the travel they arranged um, everything i needed everything I needed to go be successful so I could focus on you know the actual interview itself
0: we also just to just to kind of add to that before every time you went on the road for a follow up we gave you another briefing over the phone this time obviously and some of the briefing was a little bit of what you heard at the conference and other parts of the briefing were more like okay here's how you here's how you do more research here's what the what the follow-up interview will be like so still trying to give you information to help you be successful
1: yeah absolutely
0: um, how many how many interviews did you follow up interviews did you end up going on
1: so I went to four follow up interviews spread out over uh I think it was two and a half or three weeks.
0: Okay. And how did you ultimately choose Pac Where why yeah, you know, how and why did you ultimately choose PACTIV?
1: So uh Pactive was very interested in me and in JMO's uh in general. Um the gentleman who interviewed me uh, from Pactive was a, a Cameron Brooks alumni from 33, 34 years ago, back when it was Rene Brooks and Roger Cameron <laughs> running the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The CEO of Pactiv is a Cameron Brooks alumni, and he was actually at the conference interviewing JMOs. Um, so,
0: which is wait, let me just break in. Which is unusual to have a multi-billion-dollar CEO at the Cameron Brooks Conference, even if he or she is an alumnus. But anyway, go, it was very special for us as well to have him back.
1: Yeah, and so just that level of interest, investment, dedication to to us as JMOs was was really incredible. Um, and they, you know, pretty much told us or told me that, you know, we're hiring you for this position right now, but that's not really what we're hiring you for. It's for, you know, what you're going to bring to the company five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. Um, so they they are really invested in me, which made me very interested in them. And, you know, what, what could I bring to Packtiv to make it a better company, excuse me, and better better treat our customers and, and, and make it more successful? Um, additionally, they have... You know, they had an eight-week training program. So I joined the company, started started work for a couple of weeks, and then I went on an eight-week corporate training program run by the executives of this company, uh, really teaching me and developing me about the business world and Pactiv as a as a whole to kind of speed me up. You know, learn, take the lessons that I learned in the military, and really figure out how to best apply them in the business world and to Pactiv as a whole. So really gotcha. great company and really invested in their future leaders.
0: You know, one of the things that, that others have said about Pactive, and maybe you can speak to this, I know it's only been, you know, a couple months now since you've gotten up and running, but speak so much to the culture of the organization and, you know, the, the, the attention that they put on their customers, the the attention that they put on the team members, you know, the, your coworker, you and your coworkers. Can you speak to the culture much yet?
1: Um I can say this: every uh, instructor that we had um, in Pactiv in our corporate program training program had been at Pactiv for fifteen or twenty or thirty years. Most of them had come to Pactive either straight out of college or straight out of the military, and they were working in a different role than what they were first hired for and usually in a different department so um they you know they said pactiv if you're good at if you're good at what you do but you're bored with what you're doing, you want a new challenge, you want to do something different, Pactive will give you that opportunity. Um, one of their plant managers started in HR and decided that she didn't want to be in HR anymore. She wanted to go into manufacturing, and they gave her that chance, and now she's one of the most successful plant managers. So it really is Got a it. great company culture.
0: That sounds good, Austin. You, you really shed some light on the conference, really pre-con- pre-conference conference and follow-up interview process. What am I missing? What what else do you want to share with us that, that I just didn't ask you?
1: So I would really say that, um, you know, you get out of the Cameron Brooks process what you put into it. Um, you know, Cameron Brooks really gives you all of the tools that you need to succeed And if you work the program, work your way through the tabs, really put energy into it, um, read the books, and really give yourself every opportunity to succeed. And then at the conference itself, um, you know, listen to the advice, listen to everything. You'll be successful and you'll find yourself a great career. Um, But, you know, you really get out of it what you put into it. So... Overall, great. I think it's a great program. Great. I would recommend it to any officer who's getting ready to transition out.
0: Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Austin. I really, I really uh, do appreciate I really it. Your, appreciate your, insight your insight has been fantastic. Um, I look forward to following your career. I look forward to catching up every once in a while as you're continuing to go head on down the road. And if ever I can be of assistance, please just dial me up directly. No, thanks, Pete. All right, thanks, Thank Austin. You.